welcome to the Bad Influence Podcast, all things sex, drugs, relationships, and music. Unhealthy and healthy, this is your story. We chat about things not normally discussed in polite society. Uh, we are not experts. We only share our opinions from our experiences. Remember that. And please follow us on Facebook, share, and comment. Welcome uh, to the Bad Influence Podcast, boys and girls. Thanks so much for joining us. I am your host. I am Justin, as always. I have a guest with us today. Um, Once again, it's another very special guest because all special guests are special. Are all guests are special? I'm not sure. Today with me is uh, a longtime friend, Emma, uh, Emma Swallow. She is the manager of Tailgaters. Uh, uh, Emma, introduce yourself. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Emma. Um, I manage Otis Tailgaters. <laughs> uh, Emma is scared shitless. <laughs> so if you guys can't tell in the beginning, uh, it's taken two weeks for her to even get to this point, And she is here. Um, but I blame the sugar-free coffee she's drinking. Yeah. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> Shout out, Dean. Sponsor my podcast. Uh, so, Emma, tell us a little about yourself. How old are you? I'm 23. Okay. So you're young. Yeah, you're I'm a baby. baby. Um, Well-experienced baby. <laughs> We've heard. <laughs> um, so uh, what's your position again? What do you do? I'm the general manager. Okay. So, I mean, I handle, I guess it's a very small bar. So operations dealing with people and all yeah. the beer and the alcohol Perfect. and the drunks. <laughs> we love it. We love it. So Emma kind of has the same job I have here at Hazard County. She does it at uh, Otis Tailgaters, um, which is a few blocks away, quite a few blocks away, but it's a different type of environment over there, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely very divey. It's, mm-hmm. I would say this is more, not a club, but this is, you're going to have a lot more people in here. You walk into Tailgaters, you're maybe catching 12 people. <laughs> right, 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 right. It is a big difference in the type of crowd that you get versus us. Oh, yeah. Um, so when you first started, got, uh, got into that job, though, we, you and I spoke quite a bit. Um, and let's go, let's reverse for a second. Um, let's talk about us um, because this is what we love to do. We love to talk about us. Um, I know my story of how we met and how we started talking. What's, um, tell the folks your side of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I drank this Sambuca. <laughs> Oh, who hurt you? <laughs> That's the point. We'll That's talk about how it. I met you. Um, <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> you were dating. Sponsor my podcast, X. <laughs> you were dating my friend. Um, and then we all just, I guess, kind of hung out. We were besties. Um, and I think we have a lot in common. So there was a lot of times that even when the the females would fizzle out of your life, that we'd still be close and hang out. Correct. You'd come and see me at the bar. I'd come and see you. Yep. But. Yeah. I think we just were essentially kind of one and the same people. You're just a little bit older than me. A little bit. A little bit. It's like 20 years older than you. <laughs> I think I'm like a few years younger than your dad, if that. It's okay. How is your dad, by the way? He's he great. Just, he was just in the hospital. Yeah, he's out of the hospital now. He was, he's a stubborn man, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't mm-hmm. want to admit that he's sick until he's on his fucking deathbed. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Your dad, it seems like, I've never actually met him, but I mean, like, he is the type of guy where like, I don't know. I want to meet him, but my pro- I know I'll fall in love with him. He's great, man. I won't lie. I try not to bring men around. Because try to bring that microphone just a little bit closer. There we go. we go. It's like a penis, right? You gotta be close. <laughs> right. Up close and personal. <laughs> yeah. He's great, but I try not to bring men around him because, I mean, you'll introduce him and he'll be like, I'll remember your name in three months if you stick around. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, seriously. <laughs> so true. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I do. Uh, I concur. So when I first met you, I met you through um, my ex, uh, and I, I mean, I remember vividly like you'd I'd be over at her house and you'd come over and you'd shower and walk around completely naked and like not shy, not shy about it. And I was like, this bitch. <laughs> and I was like, the man part of me goes. Oh, she's doing it for attention to get my attention because she wants to fuck me because that's what I do. I think every girl wants to fuck me. And then I was like, wait a second. This is my I see my counterpart in you. And I was like, oh, I could really bond with this. Yeah, I guess I just I've always done that. I just don't really give a fuck. Most people are like, you just want attention. But really, I, I just hate clothes. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, she's sitting topless, by the way. So um, she's really not dead. I promise she's not. Yeah, dad, swear to God. Uh I mean, you might as well be, but uh, free the nipple. So I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm all about Who that. Who needs bras? Well, I hear that they're um, actually not good for you. Is that- yeah, no, they're super bad for your like boobs. I heard they make him sag or right. I don't know. My tits are pretty perky, so I don't have that bra. <laughs> It's because I never wear a bra. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so that's kind of our friendship. And um, and then you started, at, uh, you started getting into the management line and bartending and stuff like that. And you and I would speak quite a bit about the do's and don'ts. You started managing another uh, bar in the Czech village and that that was quite tumultuous for you. Um, but it was a good learning experience, I think, right? Yeah, definitely a different experience. Okay. And uh, so we kind of talked about a few things and I, I'm the type of manager, like I'm going to share the wealth, like, Hey, this is my Excel spreadsheet on how to do pars. Like here you go, you could have it or whatever. Um, but obviously all the volume we do here deserves that type of thing. Oh yeah. Versus sure. where maybe you're ordering 15 bottles, I'm ordering 1500 bottles. So, oh yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, you got going through there and then, um, a good, um, a good way of saying, I guess, is you just parted ways with them. Yeah, I just, um, I, I guess I vibe really well with no, as you do here, no children, no food, just straight liquor. And it was more of a family establishment, I guess you could try to say, or that's what they wanted it to be. And I was more of your Emma. Yeah. Dingy, dirty dive bar <laughs> where I can bully grown men, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's what I found. Exactly, yeah. And so between that transition, um, I know you interviewed here for a manager position and you worked four hours or something like that or two hours one night and you were honest and you're like, I don't think this is for me. And I loved that about you because it's it's probably not, this is not the type of place to really have like a one-on-one conversation. And our ratio, men to women ratio is oh, really yeah. way different than what you're doing with now. So where are you at in your growth as far as like your job goes? How do you like that? Honestly, I love it. I have great owners and I have a great um, higher up to that I answer to. Mm-hmm. And she, they all really just guide me, you know, like it's my first real managing job where I'm like handling things that I've never done before. And they definitely take care of me and make sure that right. I, like if I have concerns, I'm feeling overwhelmed, like whatever it mm-hmm. may be, they, they guide me through it. They pave the way for a success. It's just, I think the hardest thing is managing people. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot to deal with mm-hmm. so many, you can't manage everyone the same and dealing with so many different personalities right. and it's, it's an experience, but I love it. And thankfully it's a small bar. So I have a small staff. So I only really yeah. have to deal with five people right. versus I don't know 30. how many you have. Yeah, yeah. 30. <laughs> Could never. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. You put the right people in the right positions and trust them and it works, do their jobs. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you brought up something that um, is interesting about the type of jobs that we do here is it's not so much about managing a bar. It's about um, how to manage people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what our jobs are. It's whether we're managing our customers or we're managing our staff and how to do that properly. I think what makes us good managers is our past. Uh, I think 
<laughs> doing some stupid shit in our lives, <laughs> fucking up quite a bit. We really take the hard road on figuring out how to talk to people. Am I right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so something you're really open about is uh, your drug life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so when I first met you, um, you have scars on uh, part of your body. Uh, is it your left hand, right? My, my left shoulder and then yeah. my right hip. So what happened? Oh, golly. Well, I mean, I think everyone knows the story, oh, but yeah. like, for listeners that don't. Um, um, I was super fucked up, I won't lie. And I, What were you fucked up on? Just drinking or was it like... Drugs? Oh, my gosh. They're probably like... An eight ball of coke had been in my nose within Damn. like four hours. <laughs> At a girl, <laughs> Charlie go, Sheen, <laughs> go big or go home. That's right, that's right. Um, and we had been drinking. It was right before my 18th birthday. My grandma had given me, God bless you, grandma. She gave me a 12 pack of Bud Light, and I felt like I was on top of the world. We were drinking it. We drove down to Backbone State Park. I don't know if you guys know where that is, but it's in uh, Dundee, Iowa, by Strawberry Point. It's a giant wildlife park, and. I was just fucking around and thought I was on top of the world and was free climbing, essentially. Because you were on top of the world. I mean, you were on a mountain, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was a cliff. It was it was a high cliff, too. Yeah. And I was I just got on the side of it. My friends were like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm just... I'm, I'm free. I'm, I'm, I'm free. I can fly. Yeah. And it turns out I couldn't fly, and I fell backwards 100 feet off the cliff mm-hmm. to the ground yep. through a couple trees and smack dab right into the middle of a dirt pile, broken, fractured. 16 bones how long were you laying there um before help came the timelines are kind of iffy i was awake the whole time that's the crazy thing i didn't even have a concussion so like i remember falling i remember hitting the ground i remember the feeling um but i fell around i think like four o'clock and they had me in the life flight which is like the helicopter Mm -hmm. by like seven o'clock Okay. So I was down there for a while. Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What were your friends thinking or doing, I guess, during that time? Like, oh, where, where were your friends at? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I was with three people, I believe. Yeah. And they were all about 20 feet above me because I had walked down this little path and, like, got on the side of the cliff and was climbing from side to side, not, like, up and down. And they were, like, above me at the time, and they were yelling at me to get down. And I, I had thought when I got around to the other side that I could get back onto the main ground, but it just was another cliff. And it was kind of like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked now. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, like, get down. And I was trying to climb back around, and that's when I took a step where there was no rock and fell backwards. And the minute I hit the ground, one of my friends literally yelled out, are you okay? <laughs> no. No, I'm no, not actually no, well at all. <laughs> it's no, crazy. Y'all just watch me plummet to my death. <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Are you okay? How's Are you up if there? I'm dead? Like, what is the question? <laughs> and how do you want me to respond? Because, um, I mean, yeah, I'm okay, but uh, I couldn't half, even half talk, my body's so. broke. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. God. But, so were your friends fucked up too? Yeah, for sure. Um, so one you of, all were drinking and doing blow. Oh, yeah. Oh. And one of them skated out, right? And dipped out and like ran away and she didn't want to get in trouble with the cops let alone was she worried about you know me maybe dying but she was more worried about her car and what was in it so she left and the person that actually jumped, i don't blame her there though i mean to be fair there was a lot of cocaine in that car <laughs> i'm going to take the drugs and she run. also took my purse and my 515 tickets but i mean i was in a wheelchair so essentially i couldn't yeah. have gone but yeah. i'm still really pissed so about yeah that. so you're airlifted and take you to the hospital um in from what I remember from like just like the pictures you seen you sh- you show or whatever you've seen <laughs> you seen um, the pictures that you show in your memories and stuff like that you were in the hospital for a while only six days okay. it's wild um, that, that seems like a long time it does seem like a long time but with the amount of like I w- I was more laid up at home for like three months unable uh, to move okay but so I mean 
I don't even know how to explain it. They flew me in. My family was waiting for me. I remember I was getting in the helicopter and I was like, is anybody going to call my parents? I'm 17. And they call my dad and they call like all my family. Nobody answers. They get a hold of my dad and they're like, we don't know how much longer she has, so you should get to the hospital as soon as possible. And I'm still, like, laying there. Your friends are saying this to no, your dad? No, this is... The, <laughs> the hospital calling your dad saying, this is, she's going to die, you should get here. I'm on the stretcher going into the helicopter, and the, like, first responder dude is calling my dad, telling him, hey, we don't know how much longer she has. So I'm panicking in this helicopter ride, which was the most uncomfortable ride of my life. I just want to let you know. They're not comfy. And then we get there. They're, you know, they're trying to save your life. They don't fucking care. If it's there's... $72,000 worth of trying to save my fucking they life. They don't care if it's three-class service, you know, three-star service. They... My foot was hanging off the edge the whole time, smacking the side of the helicopter. God forbid. They're trying to save your life. I they couldn't don't have feel emotions. my legs, but it's okay. Yeah. And then I get there. <laughs> you just knew it was <laughs> I get there. They get me into, um, like, through the emergency room and everything. And that's kind of when they had the tough conversations, like, hey, you broke some serious bones. Like... We're going to have to go in between these two surgeries. I don't know why they'd let me make this decision all doped up on, like, I don't even know. You're 17, right? Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm pumped full of drugs, okay? Right. Already myself, self-inflicted, and the ones yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, you're still probably high on coke. Oh, yeah, An eight sure. ball of coke takes, like, nine hours just to come down. Oh, off. yeah. I, <laughs> it was bad. And um, they are... <laughs> Especially with your tolerance at that point, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot more in my system, too. We won't lie. We'll get into that. But... Um, they they are like, hey, we're going to have to have a serious surgery. We can cite your arm or we can do an extensive like 10 hour surgery to or whatever it was to rebuild your shoulder. Right. And I guess I made the decision to rebuild your shoulder. And that's why I have a short arm, which is better than having no arm, I guess. Right. Imagine if arm. I had a nub right now. <laughs> well, I mean, your porn history would be better. Your oh, porn career would be a lot yes. better. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be retired. Um, <laughs> fisting, fisting dude's asses with, with your nub. nub. Oh, God, that'd be great, man. Uh, I won't lie. Uh, <laughs> that's the only reason why I do want my arm cut off. I like do know. Nub. I know somebody that you also know that yeah. has a nub, and I want to know if that goes places. But. Yeah, I've had a conversation with them about it before. So, um, yeah. Um, but they get me in. They do the I mean, surgery. why not? I mean, listen. I talked to a guy with four fingers just because I wanted to know. <laughs> I don't. It was the index finger okay. missing. Like, and that's the perfect. So this amount. is what I'm talking about. This is the. This is you. Like, you are the counterpart version of me. Like, because I do the same thing. I'm like, that looks like a huge fucking cucumber in that in the vegetable aisle. Up. I'm like, I wonder what girl would love to sit on that fucking huge cucumber. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, okay. Okay. The nub thing. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a few people. I last time I was in Nashville, I made out with the dude as a split tongue and went home with him just because I wanted to experience that. He's the weirdest dude I've ever met in my whole entire life. Well, he has a split tongue. So. I experienced. He had a lot of tattoos too. I woke up and was like, I need another shot because you are looking rough. Right now. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're you're honest about. Uh, I, I, he probably still follows me on social media, bro. I'm sorry, but. Like and follow my podcast, uh, Split Tongue Guy. Um, so, um, so you go to the hospital, they work on you, they rebuild you, you're a Robocop, um, they rebuild you from the ground up, and um, you start a process of probably emotional healing at that point? Or do you go back and you just kind of like, oh, that was an accident and this is now my life again? Or like, how? what happened after that? So, I guess essentially before that, we'll get into the fact that I was I was a juvenile felon, right? I burglarized a, a couple homes when I was younger, mm -hmm. and um, I am 
a dumbass and I went to the police and I told them, or maybe I'm not a dumbass, whatever, but I went to the police and told them that I burglarized this home because I knew that I was going to get caught. And so I gave them everything that I took and essentially said I, I broke into this home. So they charged me as a juvenile, not as an adult, which really helped me out. But I was on probation. So I'm doing these monthly, weekly, whatever drops with my probation officer. And I always drank these like little elixir drinks that I'd right. make sure that I did oh, my cocaine the right time. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't so drop four dirty. days to get clean as long as we were <laughs> drink that elixir. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, um, when I'm in the hospital, they, before they put me into surgery, my PO comes in and she's like, Hey, we're going to move forward with taking you out of rehab. And like, we're going to just not move your probation into you being an adult, because obviously you're going to be healing for a really long time. And I was like, okay. And then after I got out of surgery, when I was more coherent, they didn't have me pumped full of so many drugs. I remember her coming in and opening the door and saying, I just got your drug tox report back. (laughs) It's two pages long, figure out your life or you're going to end up six feet under. And she slams the door. And at that time they had already agreed to take me off probation and take me out of rehab. So there's nothing she could do. But my dad looked at me and was like, you're fucking up. Like you need to figure your fucking life out. And that was kind of my realization. That was the last time that I ever did blow. And really, yeah, that was like, that was six years ago. Yeah. It'll be six years in June, July. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Don't think I'm not a raging alcoholic, but like, (laughs) I mean, we still have to have our uh, vices. Do you still think about, I'm, so I'm 40, I think today is like 49 days, uh, clean from last time I ever had cocaine. Um, do you, um, uh, do you miss doing coke? No, I think really I had a lot of issues at home. Like, um, I mean, I, I don't really care about her opinions, but like I, I did drugs with my mom and mm-hmm. um, methamphetamine was something that was brought into my life around like 16, 17. And that um, was never something I really enjoyed. But she got my boyfriend at the time hooked on it. And you're 16, you're in love. Like we had dropped out of high school. I was like, I'm going to be with this person forever. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced that because he did it, he, he was doing meth. Like I, I had to do something with him and I couldn't get into the right. meth scene. I hated right, it. Right. Right. So I just started doing Coke and then our drug dealers knew that I didn't do meth. So they would just give me free blow as crazy as that sounds. So he'd go and buy a teen or whatever meth and they'd just give me a free eight ball. And they're like, Here that you doesn't go. make sense. That's the opposite. It should be the opposite. I know. Right. It made buy no cocaine, sense. Get free meth. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And it made no sense, but like, it was just, it was okay in my household. And I didn't really talk to my dad at that time. I had like dropped out and moved out and was like living with friends and doing all of this shit and like all these drugs. Why didn't you have a, a, a relationship? You have a great relationship with your dad now, right? Yeah. You guys are fucking like, homies. Oh, yeah. yeah you guys besties. are tight. Right. So at that time you didn't, was it because uh, like what happened? Was it you? You're, he was just tired of my shit. Right. And you didn't want to disappoint him or? Um, no, he was literally just tired of my shit. Like he was like, I'm done doing this. It started in high school. Like, Middle school into high school, I threw a party at his house, got the whole thing robbed, all of his guns stolen. They spray painted the garage with those S's Bro, you make with the shit. six lines. You're oh, you're shit. preaching to the choir, dude. I know. <laughs> and he didn't talk to me again until he got cancer. That's yeah. a fucking boom, mic drop. Right. Yeah, right, that right. was crazy. And How then, long ago did you, was your dad diagnosed with cancer? Um, It was like my sophomore year of high school. Okay. So it was, it was a, 16, 17. It was like 2015, I think, or 2014. And shit, I have a son that was born that year. I know. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> right? Um, and so that happened. Um, and then I just proceeded to be like, at that point, my dad was done with me. And so they had given me to my grandma. My grandma, I was stealing money from her and stealing her liquor and sneaking out. She got tired of me. And then my mom kind of had her psych psych break. And that's when she just didn't care what I did. And she just let me live in her house and just didn't give a fuck. Right. And so, I mean, I was, I was definitely 
partying, doing all those drugs. And cocaine was really just a suppressor for me. Like it was really like realizing, looking around, seeing all these 16 year olds in high school, 17 year olds doing their senior pictures. And I'm railing hotlines, like hot rails and math with my mom in the garage. Like how much better is that? You know, what was like your reason for doing it? I mean, other than, you know, the boyfriend time that got you going on it, um, uh, you did to be part of that activity. I, my thing was like cocaine, like I'm a manic depressant. I oh, have yeah. depression hardcore. And so I would do cocaine and I would, I'd feel great. I'm part of the conversation. Girls would talk to me, you know, that type of shit. So oh, I yeah. was like, oh, this is it. This is, this is my way out, you know? Um, and it's like I, the cool kids club. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was the most expensive cool kids club. Oh yeah. But, um, I did it and, um, I, I felt like a million bucks and I never, and I was always researching. I was always trying to search back for that first high, that first time I did blow, you know, and, um, where you get the drip, uh, and you can feel that, um, oh, yeah. that sensation Ugh. in the back of your throat. Yeah. Like if the first time it happened, I was like, that's that, that that's I don't it. like that. But then I was like, I always searched for that feeling again. I never got it. Um, so that's why I did Coke, um, to be the cool kid. As, was that kind of same with you? Or? Um, I think it was honestly more just to like try to drown out everything I was dealing with in my life. Like I yeah. didn't, I didn't want to think about the fact that my boyfriend was pounding meth with my mom. Like I didn't want to think about how I didn't have a normal life or I couldn't talk to my family. I just, did a bunch of drugs, you know, like what was uh, so out of cocaine besides cocaine? What else were you doing? Um, or had you done or have oh you done? Oh my gosh. I've done everything up. And have only... you done mushrooms? Oh yeah. Okay. I've... What do you think about mushrooms? So I uh, love mushrooms. Okay. I want to do mushrooms so fucking You've never bad. done mushrooms? No, no, I really Oh do. my gosh. Really you unseasoned chicken wing. It and is so, so good. Dean and I were talking last, uh, last episode too. Um, well, and not in this timeline, but, uh, you know, last uh, recording I had was with Dean and, uh, we were talking about doing mushrooms. So like mushrooms is fun. Yeah. I won't lie. Um, I, I did a lot of acid in high school. That was like a fun thing for me. Um, always been a huge stoner. I love pot. I think it is we know. the world's best medicine. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh I've, i mean i've Come done on, Kim, opiates legalize that shit that's what i'm saying reynolds what's up but um <laughs> sponsor the podcast yes please <laughs> but uh, i've done opiates i never i never shot up but i definitely used to have a, a major pain pill addiction so after like when i was doing the drugs with my mom and my boyfriend me and my boyfriend broke up there was a month period before i fell that i was just wild and like i had a sugar daddy and i had like and he was like fucking 23. Let's be serious. I was like 17 and he was 23. He was really that wow. much of a sugar daddy. He was just wow. a drug dealer that gave me free yeah. drugs. But mm-hmm. he, he gave me. That's all. my favorite is when girls are like daddy to their drug dealer. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, we know how this works. Yeah, no, like you're not even fucking him. But I never even had sex with him. That's a wild thing, too. Sorry, Billy. Um, <laughs> but he <laughs> I don't even know if he's still alive. But um I, I did a lot of opiates and then I was I was popping pain pills and like Xanax and then Adderall and all of these things. And then I, I was also like in the all different types of benzos and just anything I could really put in my body I was taking. So yeah. that's why when she was like, your fucking tox report, that shit stays in your blood for a while. She's like, you could flip pages of that. Like it was it was a problem yeah. when I fell. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of like my saving grace when I decided, hey, maybe I'm. I'm not going to do all of these drugs again. Like I, I survived something that nobody should be able to survive. And I, I skated out scot-free. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucked up my body and I'm in a lot of pain most of the time. But if you look at me just from level I, like you would never know that 
I done yeeted myself off a hundred foot cliff, you know? You'd never know. No, get, get a couple of drinks in you and you'll tell us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I have a massive scar that's, that's on my qu- arm. It's quite a story to tell, though, honestly. Oh, it's a great it really icebreaker. Is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. did you do drugs with your mom and fall off a cliff? Because I did. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you're terrified. Yeah. I think that was your Tinder profile, too. If I remember yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you did a lot of drugs. What was your favorite drug? Ooh. Probably Adderall, which sounds yeah, horrible because no. I hated meth, but I love the prescription meth. That's funny because I hate Adderall, so yeah. Um, Loved Adderall, yeah. man. Uh, it just leveled me out. You know, cocaine never did anything besides numb my feelings, but uh-huh. Adderall uh-huh. woke me up. They, but meth never did that for me. Maybe I, I just had a I bad was batch. I super self-conscious when I would do Adderall, like extremely self-conscious, where cocaine, I, you know, you don't get self-conscious until like six hours after you come down, but... Um, you're like, what did I do to yeah, my life? Adderall, you're constantly analyzing like, oh, do they think I'm doing Adderall? Like, do I... Do, do they know? Do they know? Do they know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I love he, that. Why is he buzzing around? <laughs> but that's also because, I mean, maybe that's where we're different. Like, people would come up and talk to me and I'd... I'll have a conversation for hours on Adderall. Like I'll, I'll walk up to you and be like, Hey, yeah, tell me yeah. about your life story. Yeah. And they're like, who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> I'm like, hello, <laughs> I'll show you a nipple. If you tell me what happened to you in your you childhood. Do too. Oh yeah. 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 I've retired from my ways on walking around topless in bars. They get really mad about that. I don't know if you know that or not, but we do. Yep. Yep. I, as, yep. as somebody that have you runs it here. <laughs> Because my ex used to do it all the time, but I'm like, listen, like, just, like, no. You can only see your tits so many times. They're great tits, but like. There is one time I was fully naked in your bathroom, but that was because I. Had a romper on? Um, I was trading shirts sex. with somebody. Oh, and okay. I had to, okay. a one piece, and all the stalls were taken. So I really just changed, like, right in front of all the girls. They just stood in front of the doorway, and I just got naked and swapped shirts. That's fair. And nothing happened to me. So, I mean. To be fair, I feel like I, I did a pretty sneaky job of getting naked in your bathroom. I, it is a bathroom. There are so. a few bathrooms in this this town, though, in bars that I've done other things naked, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> activities bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Do people even pee in that bathroom? I, don't I think know. I'm pretty sure it's know. just used for I activities. Know. I haven't been allowed to go there in two years, so I don't know. Yeah. Oof. I'm still banned from all of his properties. So. Oof. Uh, so uh, I mean, I am a piece of shit. So hey, I don't blame me him. too. It's okay. So okay, so you were um, you're living the high life. You're doing drugs. You you, you fucking fall off a cliff. Uh, you have a, a coming to God speech with your father and your PO, and you're like. This is it. I'm cleaning up my life, right? Yeah. And you were perfect from then on. <laughs> perfect is you a, were, oh. I think what I remember is you battling a lot of shit. Uh, maybe you're off of drugs, but like I know you're going in and out of relationships. Mm. Um, you're always looking for that right love. And my favorite thing when I talk about you, uh, a lot, I talk about uh, your, about your, I talk about you behind your back a lot. My favorite thing to do is um, like the reason why I love you so much is because you are so fucking dead set that there is love oh yeah that certified lover girl yeah yeah it's so silly too because i'm like age to find love i'm gonna find but then it. you date fuck boys like i can't yeah. get even more mad at you like like don't get me wrong i love my red flags too there's just something about a guy with a devil tattoo and a split <laughs> hair dye that gets me going because you know they're gonna slap the shit out of you you know <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, this is like me propositioning, but like so will like a forty-year-old fucking man. I've tried my forty-year-old men. Don't get me wrong. That knows how to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and I've knows how to that. love you on the same time. It's just difficult because my dad's like, "Why are you fucking people four years younger than me?" Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's yeah. like, "Those are my friends. This is a small town." I'm like, "Hey, hear me out." Yeah, that's true. That is salt true. and pepper. It's my thing. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, she's no, not. not. No, no she's not. not. Um, so, so at what point are you going to give up fuckboys? Um, okay, well. <laughs> to be a romantic and to still fuck fuckboys. Um, I have, I have the last two relations. The one I'm, I'm currently in a relationship right now. Who surprised nobody. And then the last one I was in. The last one I was in was somebody that was clean cut. Uh, didn't go out. Wasn't from here. Didn't know right. anybody. The only time he had was ever. Was this the Tennessee boy? No. I oh. don't even. <laughs> See, <laughs> that one was when I tried to find love outside of the state. And then he made a fake paternity test and could try to convince me a child was his. That was not. <laughs> and still would call me every night crying, saying, I wish it was yours. It was never your fucking kid, bro. But that's a sign. Oh, the point. my God. Yeah. And now I check Google Docs before I talk to men. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. And that's I, the world we live in. Oh, my gosh. He was a definition of a fuck boy i'd never trust men on steroids either but that's aside from the point the last one i talked to he'd only ever been here to play bags like he'd mm-hmm. never been to cliffs he had mm-hmm. never done anything he was so vanilla vanilla um and i How was the sex it was decent like it wasn't bad you could tell that he hadn't done it a lot he never came in somebody until he fucked me how wild is that that is crazy you're 24 years old you wanted to break him i did break him. Um, yeah. But we had that conversation before we got together that I, I'm not one to take home to mom, right? And right. it's it's difficult to do that. And he was so dead set on that he could. And then he went on a, a two-week adventure with his family and he was like, he came back and he was like, yeah, you're right. I could never take you home to my mom. <laughs> I showed her your tattoos and she was like, she has a face tattoo. Like, I got a devil eating a chick out tattooed on my leg too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not one to Why take home to mom. Why are you dating a pagan? Yeah, so we... Because she sucks dick really good, mom. <laughs> her blowjob... You don't, by the way. I don't know personally. I've just seen the videos, so... I've, I've, I've leveled up in my games, okay? You're talking about uh, that... Everything that was on that OnlyFans, which I'm retired from now, yeah. was out of spite to be fair those okay. videos okay. I'd, I'd, I've watched me get sued for this I didn't ask for permission on those videos I just was angry yeah. at the man who uh, had knocked up somebody mm-hmm. that may be in my family and I was like you know what my cut is posting our sex vids that's so fucked up no. 2020 was not my yeah, year yeah but it was a good it was a good money maker for $32,000 in like six months it was mm-hmm. it's wild shout out OnlyFans yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying and joking, so what was successful about like what if, if a girl's gonna go out so sorry so I'm pro sex obviously everyone yeah. knows that about me pro sex go out do your OnlyFans shit like that don't if you're gonna I don't want to date a girl that has OnlyFans but do it but um uh, what would what would like what's like two key things that if you're going to have a successful OnlyFans, what are they? Just be prepared. Like, I think a lot of people think, oh, my God, I'm hard for money. I need to sell pictures of my asshole on the Internet. And, like, it'll get me where I need to be. Like, nobody wants to see your balloon knot, first off. <laughs> Second off. It's a spiral. <laughs> it is. And be prepared. Like, anytime you set yourself up as an object, you mm-hmm. are going to reap the repercussions of right. that. So, right. I mean, we'll probably get into it. But I, I moved to Arizona and I became a raging alcoholic and my life was really falling apart and I didn't know what to do. And I was like losing my job. And so I started doing OnlyFans and I got in with a very large, wealthy group of people that were very successful on OnlyFans. So they brought me into their bashes and all these things. So yeah. I, that's how I made a lot of my money. But it in return so $32,000 for a, a wholesome Iowa girl isn't well is it common I, I moved away from the state and everyone was like she's gonna do porn and then guess what I did porn like yeah. it was yeah. everyone had to pay $20 to see it whether they wanted to keep seeing it or not right and um I had an assistant that would respond to all my messages it's a lot more than just taking pictures and selling them on the internet you are I mean, you get to choose what you want to do, but like these people would pay me hundreds of dollars just to talk to them because they needed somebody to talk to or they wanted like weird fucking shit. Like when I tell you I mastered 
looking, making it look like I put my finger in my butt and then in my mouth that never actually did it. Like, it's a, it's a skill set, man. Like, well, I don't know why you didn't go uh, full Monty and just actually do it. Like, <laughs> Ew, have you seen the shit that comes out of people's asses? I don't know how y'all yeah. eat ass. I could never. Really? I could never. Oh, I don't I'll know. have my ass eaten all day, but yeah, I won't eat okay, no ass. Okay. Especially okay. not men's ass. Like, yeah, I can't. I, I, like, I don't know. Are you waxing that I shit? I'd be really comfortable. No, I'm not going to wax my ass. No. I'm not putting my I mouth mean, down I, there. I keep it trim, but like... I'm also not a super hairy guy either. I can just so. imagine you in the mirror bent over with a trimmer trying to <laughs> pull your butt cheeks apart and trim it. <laughs> I'm lucky to be slimmer sized and uh, I don't have an ass, so I don't have to pull my ass cheeks apart, you know? Um, no, I mean, I would, I've gotten my ass eaten before. Like it's, it's an it's experience. Un, it's an experience. It's unique. Um, I've had a finger up my ass, shit like that, but like not, I, I can't, I, I don't get nothing out of it. Like, like, the male G spots up there, you know that, right? Right. So couldn't find it. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. So I always laugh. I'm like, I will find that the, the right girl to do the right thing, to experiment to see if that's even um, and a, it, a real thing. Yeah, for it me. is definitely. I know. I know a couple of men that I've talked to that were like, "Would you peg me?" And I'm like, "No, I could never." And you'd think, knowing <laughs> me, you'd be like, "She'd do it." No, I'd laugh the whole entire time. Like I don't even know how I'd get in the stroke. You know what I mean? <laughs> he wants it. Give to me be. your hair. <laughs> You wouldn't even be a good cuckold girlfriend. Like, no, never. I'm the dominant one. Yeah, because you'd be like, yeah, honey, you like that? No, nah, I'm just joking. Like, he actually is better than you. You could fuck off. Actually, go pack your yeah, shit. Yeah, actually, could you fuck me? I can't. You like that? I don't. I would like to do this, actually. Could we swap places real quick? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, my god. This is what I'm saying. You're my counterpart. I know. This is the okay. most ADHD podcast I've ever heard in That's, my life. Uh, well, hopefully, this is what's good about it, too. Okay, so um, you're living your life. Um, you, you start going through some changes. Um, now, let's, let's fast forward here. Let's fast forward to the last two years of your life. This is Oof. where I've seen um, a different Emma. And yeah. um, what, are some, what are some key things that have happened uh, that you think happened so i mean well i was in i uh was in a really well back like three years four years i was in a really bad relationship it was super abusive i wasn't allowed to drink i didn't eat i was like a fucking two by four i looked horrible and when i broke up with him and left him i got the offer to move to arizona which i did and then um I think I, I ran away from a lot of problems and it was the first time I'd ever been alone in my own feelings to deal with things. And that's what spiraled me into a raging alcohol problem. And then my liver started fucking up and I was getting really sick. And like, I mean, you can ask anyone that went down to visit Your me. body is shutting down at 21 years old. It was bad, man. It was really bad. Like my friends would come and visit me and there'd be shit all over the floor. And like, it just... Yeah. They were like, you're depressed, depressed, huh? And I just... And your head was everywhere. It, I didn't know what to do. And I was trying to skate by to make things work. Like my dog almost died. And it was like $8,000 to save her. And she was all I had out there. And I was, I I was do that. selling nudes. And like it it was really bad. And I got to the point where I thought I was going to relapse. I remember calling my friend crying and saying, I'm going to I'm gonna relapse if I don't come home. And he was on a flight within the next two weeks and packed my... Packed was my Joe? Yeah. Fucking A. God bless Joe sometimes. I know. He was great. He, I remember him walking in and he opened my apartment door and he looked at me and he goes, you're fucking depressed, depressed, huh? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not good, man. Like, I'm, I'm falling apart. And I come home and 
that was kind of like the defeat of I had the chance to get out of this town and then I got ripped back in. And in this time too, my niece got brain cancer. My best friend got yeah. hit by a car and died. Yeah. My other best friend was in a massive motorcycle accident with my ex-boyfriend and they were both on life support or whatever. Like they were both really hurt. Yeah, you're talking about my ex. Yeah. 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 So I, I remember mean, that night too. That yeah, all yeah. happened in like a three month span. And I think you're the one that messaged me about that. Accident probably. Too. It was, it was crazy, yeah. man. I remember I was sitting in a club and I, I got a phone call and somebody was like, whatever they went yeah. down on their bike yeah. and it's it's people who know us knows what we're talking about but yeah. yeah yeah like it was bad and that was immediately after i just came i'd just flown home from burying my best friend my childhood best friend yeah. and that was it was it was horrible yeah and so i i moved home and i i got back into the bartending gang and like the game was just it was different here and it was a different experience and i think that was kind of when I spiraled even more. Like I came home and I was going to be this, I was, I was destined to be this good person. And then I just became a raging alcoholic. And that was 2021 when everyone saw Emma as I was fucking falling apart when I was down at CRL and I was at TikTok. You were, you're a hot fucking mess, dude. I was, I was yeah. bad, dude. It yeah. was, I was crying in a bar every single night. I was getting blacked out. I was falling asleep at gas stations, not showing up at work. Like I was yeah. not doing well. Yeah. And then I, got together with one of my exes that I dated before I moved to Arizona and he uh, was sober and I was convinced if I was sober and he was sober he would love me jokes on me I got sober and fucking hated him but (laughs) (laughs) funny how that shit works yeah right and then I moved on to I'm not gonna drink because if I after we broke up I was like he would get the upper hand if I started drinking again so like I want to win and mm-hmm. then somewhere in between that and that 10 month period I found out how to do it for myself and I really collected my life and I yeah. got my shit together a lot more yeah. and I broke my sobriety in August of last year and I had a little manic spell and went on a three month spending trip where I was, I went on seven vacations. It felt like in three months I spent $20,000. Like I blew through my whole savings. I went off my medicine. I just went a little cuckoo. And then I kind of dialed it back in and I've leveled myself back out enough where I feel like. So what was that? What was that epiphany? So there's a study done and I talk about this in pretty much every uh, episode is um, there's, there's a part of your brain that develops and it's that, it's that part that, um, understands there's there's consequences to your actions they say that the normal person develops that at 25 i was 31 years old when that happened i would say it it definitely happened year 23 my well 22 i guess because that's when i decided to go sober i just you realize so much like when i got sober i did it for love right we talked about how i'm a certified lover girl and i'm always searching for love and i anybody like you open a car door for me and I'm like, I love you. And that was definitely something that I'm not proud of. And I put myself in a lot of shitty situations and I've been beaten and thrown around and bad things have happened to me because of where I put myself in situations with these men. But, um, I kind of realized, you know, all these friends that I thought were my friends were never my friends. They were, they were Uh, just people to drink with. And, um, I was tearing my life apart and I was ruining like this career opportunity that I had and I just really needed to get my shit together. So when I was sober, like I still would go to the bars every night. I'd drink NAs. Like you got yeah. NAs in here. I and got I was, a, a couple of minutes specific for you. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and then you, you helped me build an NA menu. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was like I, when I was running Red Frog in the Czech Village, like I, I had an NA menu and yeah. it was, it was an experience. And I think the epiphany, epiphany was just like, dude, what the fuck was I doing with my life? Like, I wanted to be this badass, but really I was a fucking hot mess passed out in MoCo with a 
taco in my hand at two in the morning. Like, so what, like, what was the change? Was it like, I don't like the way people are looking at me or like, I'm going to die if I don't stop this or like, um, I am just putting my, I'm spiraling out of control and I can fix myself and I'm going to fix myself. Like, I, what, what was the, I have no idea. D- like the defining moment for getting sober was because I, I ran into my ex and I wanted to be with him. And that day he told me, I texted him that night and he's like, you can come over if you hadn't drank. And I'd only had one cherry bomb. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking drink anymore. And I told him I was sober from that on. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to drink now. And then moving you forward. You did it to be in love. Yeah. I did. You and got better to be in love. Which is so, it's it sounds like me, you know what I mean? Like That it, is you. It now is if we can to get you to stop fucking with fuckboys. The one that I'm with now, to be fair, which I know I'll that you're... I'll be the judge of that. I will be the judge. He's great. Um, he is also like the first man that has not treated me like a piece of meat, has not looked at me like a piece of meat, that has like sat there and held me while I cried about like my family trauma. Yeah. Said, Listen, How old is he? He's 20, 23. Okay. He's not from here. Okay. okay. He climbs towers for a living. Oh, good paying job too. Yeah. Great, great job. Um, he's on the road a lot, which usually when I date somebody that's on the road, like, I mean, I'm searching for other vices, but like right, when I tell you great, me and this right. man FaceTime to sleep, like he's, I have his truck right now because yeah. my car's in the yeah. shop. Like he is a great human being. Um, yeah. and he, I don't know how to. Exp- What's wrong with him? Nothing. That's the thing. I, I don't know. I'm waiting for. He. I told him I'm. I'm not somebody to take home to mom. Immediately introduced me to his mom. His so mom loved me. And he said bet. He was like, yeah. Here's here's her. I like, know you keep saying that, but you are the type of girl to take home to mom for the right guy. Exactly. Yeah. And he he explained that to me too. We had a heart to heart, and I bawled my eyes out because he was like, listen, it doesn't matter whether you look appealing or not to my mother. My mother's gonna care if you make me happy, and if you make me happy, then that's all that matters. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to meet my dad? Like this weekend, we're supposed to go meet his dad. And Ooh. that's going to be an experience too. I was until like, just wait until you meet my dad. To, and then he's going to fall me. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then his dad's, that's, this and is then another crazy thing. His dad and then, no, 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 no. I'm oh, good on three, all that. No. Three <laughs> way with his dad. <laughs> Family dinner will be weird. Um, no. Uh, see, this I is who's got the bigger day. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing too is, first off, he's going to kill me for this, but he's packing. That's aside from the point though. Love that journey. For he's him. got a big dick. Oh yeah. He's good. He's a short little string beans so you yeah, know what i you mean gotta be careful yeah. On this oh yeah. yeah yeah um he's yeah. he's great uh yeah. i hope his mom and dad never hear this but uh he who cares you should be proud like if, if i'm like I, I look at my kids i'm like fuck yeah blake like yeah go you know I, i've never seen chases dick lately but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i don't know man he he's great and here's the thing too is i talked to his boss before that last year um when i was sober i in the time when I got out of that relationship, when I was like, I fucking hate this dude. I don't want to be with him but that I got yeah. sober for. I talked to a guy that was his boss at the time and that's how I, I met him. And so this man had sat in the bar when I came back from Nashville and heard my horror stories of all these fucking dudes that I fucked when I was out there. He's heard all of these stories and he does not care. He tells me. Well, slowly he's getting aroused under the table. Yeah. Well, probably <laughs> like, I mean, I came home from, I came home from Nash and was telling my friends, he's sitting at a table listening to me tell my friends that, I fucked this dude with a sweatshirt on because I had hickeys on my neck and I just told him I was cold when I got home, but it was because I got hickeys in Nashville. Like, that's fucked up, right? And I was like, this man will well, never, ever, ever. I think ever. if you talk to a normal person, they'll say it's fucked up. I'm right. thinking that's, you're like, the, that's, that's the worst. You, you're smart, dude. Like, how do you keep the sweatshirt on? Just three rounds. That's what like, I'm whoa. Saying. How did you convince him not to pull your tits? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you just keep oh. the sweatshirt bunched up. <coughs> okay, that makes yeah, sense. Like, yeah, like, you just pull yeah. it up, you know, and it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it worked. I was so chilly, man. It's so cold in my house. My heat went out. Uh, it's middle of summer. Um, <laughs> but he's heard all these stories, right? And that's the first thing I said to him. I was like, why would you ever want to be with me after hearing my past, like, knowing everything that I've done? And he's like, because that's 
at the end of the day, this made you you and made you who you yeah, are. And yeah, like I want I want to be with you because you're you. And yeah. like whatever trials and tribulations you had to go through, like that's it. His one no is cheating. And for the first time in my whole entire life, I'm in a relationship where I don't care about the thoughts, the vices of anyone else. Like right. somebody that's attractive could walk in the bar. I could give a fuck less because this person is. Well, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'll be like, yeah, you're attractive. But like, my brain isn't like, yeah. I'm going to fuck you to see yeah. what it's all about. I'm, I'm going to do this just right. for fun. Like, that's right. the first, like, if I walked past somebody with a split tongue, I wouldn't stop them again and be like, <laughs> well, let me get on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> for the first time. And that's because this man provides everything in such a short amount of time, too, that he's just, he's fucking great. And isn't it crazy having sex with someone you're passionate with? Oh, my God. And he's gonna kill me if he ever listens to this but i hope he does he I, he will i know he will his yeah. little anxiety um but he's really been putting in some work recently Good. i'm like hey you're surprising <laughs> me dude like he's reading books on the outside just to keep up with a girl like he, you. I do, i'm like <laughs> i'm like i like this and he does it i'm like whoa did you just do that like yeah. no way that's yeah, so cool. because now we're comfortable right? oh yeah we feel good to talk to this person and tell him like this is my kink and well maybe this is my kink i don't know but i saw this on a porn and now i want to try put, it put a loaded 380 in my mouth <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's never happened. If you're listening yeah. to this mom and dad, that did not happen. But it might. But- <laughs> right. But that's it. Like, who fucking cares? You know, like, that's, yeah. that's, it's, that's, that's it. I used to do, I used to have selfless sex. I would, I would, oh, yeah. I loved having sex. So a girl would look at me naked and look at my dick and go, oh my, you know what I mean? Like, and get oh, that reaction. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's a bomb. Right. And now like, I'm like, oh, then I have passionate sex and I'm like, this is game over. Oh, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy going from like, you're right. Like, meaning I can't tell you where we're sitting right now, how many men I've took home from this fucking bar that were like 19. <laughs> By the way, we're on the dance floor <laughs> kidding, of I'm Hazard kidding. County. <laughs> that were like 21 that I just fucking ruined and like kicked to the curb, like fucked them and kicked them out of my house. Right. For shits right. and gigs. Like, right. uh, you drove me here. I don't right. care. Get an Uber. Right. Sorry, it's so, cold. I, I am curious about that. Like, what like what what goes through a woman's mind? So I have uh, talked to a lot of ladies in my lifetime and um, uh the last few years, one of my biggest questions is like, like, what about a guy like turns you on? You know, like, do you look at a guy and go, well, he's got, he's this structure, so I want to take him? Or, or, or does it get more primal than that? Do you go, if I'm going to one night stand this, I wonder how big his dick is. I think there's there's different like levels to it right like i i think a lot of guys are like girls are easy no if you if a girl picks you up at the bar like that's the way that i look at it is there was many nights where i would go out and i was i had i was dead set on taking somebody home so like a guy could sit there and be like she's easy she was so easy to take home no motherfucker i approached that situation ready to take you home you, you were got home taken out the night of showered shaved wore cute underwear and no i don't wear underwear <laughs> at a girl <laughs> commando um, <laughs> is the only way go <laughs> and and you but you went out with the intent yeah the intent yeah. and uh, also so, so if a girl takes me home the first night it was her idea oh for sure and no I matter think, how how good my game is you know how hard it is too like my brain i always tell myself like when i start a new relationship like don't fuck them on the first night because they're gonna think you're fucking easy hell no i'm fucking them on the first night i want to know how their dick is like i want to know if before i fall in love with this person i dated somebody in high school for three months fell in love with him and then found out he had a micro penis i was like yeah. this is the wackest the fucking sex and i was trash, like i'm right? gonna be with him for the rest of my life that lasted nine months but that's aside from the point you know like that is just it's like i want to know what the fuck i'm getting myself I agree into with you completely i'm the same way i'm and the same way i think it's stupid how if i'm gonna invest any of my mentality or my emotion or anything into you 
I, I gotta know, I think sex is 70% of a fucking relationship. It is. So give me, like, give, give me, me that, something. Yeah. Like, I just want to know something. Like, yeah. I, I don't even care if we're like, <laughs> we're snuggling and I can feel your bony, like in my butt. Like, is right. it big or is it little? Like, are you a right, grower? Right, you're a shower. Right, right. Dicks the width of my wrist. Right, like, right, let me get on that. Right. You know what I mean? I That's, remember when you were going through your trash history um, and uh, you were sitting at Mocha with somebody else. And uh, do you remember the story yet? And you, uh, um, because you were friends with my ex and she used to run her mouth about, um, my equipment, I guess. And you were like, Hey, I want to do porn. Do you want to do porn with me? And I took it totally professionally too. And I was like, yes, I will have sex on camera with you. And you're like, send me a picture of your dick. And I was like, yeah. And you were like, yup, bet. Or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I would never have to sleep with Emma because she just gave me, <laughs> she just gave the, me the satisfaction. She just knowing. gave me what I ever wanted out of anything. The gratification. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, nice. And yeah, then, like, yeah. I mean, there definitely was a lot of times where I just like, I feel, I feel a lot more confident now. Shout out to Dean again. Like I started this fitness thing and I like, my body is finally falling into place. And I think it's great that the dude that I'm with now is getting like the best level of Emma, not like hasn't showered in three days smells like a shot of fireball emma like that everyone else got and when you said showered and shaved motherfucker i never shaved my cooch for a one night stand i could give a fuck less like if i'm going in i'm getting laid and i'm kicking you out i don't care what you think about yeah, my yeah, there yeah. might be something else up there you never i'm kidding <laughs> really all i'm trying to do is, is i'm get, trying to get, get in and get out get like, laid so that way i can forget about the last dick i just had exactly so uh you just talked about your um so you're, you're you're on this whole new path and you're talking about dean so um dean is a good friend of the podcast uh, uh, uh shout out to um uh, legionnaire athletics and um the legionnaire lifestyle follow them on podcast on spotify um so dean is your coach yeah he's great i'm not gonna lie my body is so sore right now like you have chairs without backs and i'm falling <laughs> apart because yesterday was back day like i'm crumbling right now my back is like falling off but he has be- been beating the shit out of me he ke- and i think it's it's crazy like once your life finally starts falling into place like i finally am feeling secure in work like i'm doing really well and the bar is doing really well and my friendships and my lifestyle are is doing really well and then I get into this fitness thing I started lifting four months ago and it was just because I wanted to get into the gym I wanted to do it I wanted something I'd gone through a really bad heartbreak the Tennessee guy he really fucked me up in a short amount of time and I mean I he lifted and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna build a body that he'll never be able to touch again and then I, as I got into it, Dean was like, you're really fucking pushing for this. And I was like, I want to fucking thrive. Like, I want to be strong. I want to big, yeah. strong girl, pick things up, yeah. put things down. So you started it with kind of selfish intent. Of yeah, like, for sure. Like, hey, I'm going to fucking look like a dime yeah. to fuck you. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then I keep I tell Dean now times, like, why don't you work out and do this? And I'm like, bro, if I fucking work out, it's, it's over. game over. It, it's, it's, all, it's over for you. Hosts. It's over for Yeah. It's, it's over. Ga- it's game over. Yeah. And I feel that now, like a 41 year old that looks like he's 29 that, you know, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. No, and I'm going to carry the dad bod. It's I, and I, I love it too. Like when I get the compliments of you look like you've been lifting, like you, have you been working out? Like, yeah, I actually yeah. have. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm getting shoulders, yeah. like my shoulder injury. We talked about my accident. I never thought I was going to be able to build upper yeah. body strength. And yeah. this man is, he is single-handedly pushed me to, keep he keeps me accountable he makes sure that i'm getting my protein intake he reaches out to make sure that i'm eating like and i know that those are normal things that a fitness coach does but like dean is just he's known me for two years like that man has picked me up from the strip club when i'm blacked out drunk and let me sleep at his house so that i like i don't uh-huh. die you know uh-huh. um never did anything with him we so know. god bless <laughs> Yeah, we I, just talked about the last I'd ruin his too. fucking life. You, you um, tried. You tried. Oh, I did try. Yeah. He also, the fun fact of it is, is he looks just like, he's like 
a secondary version of the guy that I got sober for. They looked alike. So for a while, I would get super hammered here and I'd be like, he looks like him. I'm going to make out with him. I definitely have kissed him while he's working. Wrong. I should not do that. But now, like moving forward, we've we've made a friendship where I was like, I'm not going to try to fucking ruin your life anymore. And like, I don't want to ruin lives anymore. That's that used to be my thing. Like, I loved it. I was a fucking tornado and I I loved ruining these men's lives. And now, like, I'm good. Like, I'm I'm eating what I'm supposed to. I had a really unhealthy relationship with food and he makes sure that I eat like he gives me all these tips on like pound of water in the morning to open up your stomach so that you can yeah. like make sure that your metabolism yeah. is working because yeah. I didn't yeah. eat for a really long time. Yeah. Like he, I I love it. Also the last one that I dated, the, the vanilla boy I met at the gym. Don't trust gym boys. <laughs> do not trust ladies, them. Listen <laughs> ladies, up. do not talk to gym guys. Gym bros are the worst Don't bros. talk to DJs and don't talk to gym bros. <laughs> don't talk to bartenders either. Yeah, We're the scummiest yeah. of scum. Uh, like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And bouncers, they're worse. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yes, okay. for sure. Okay. Also, one of your bouncers kills me, man. I can't, I can't with you. The septum ring. Oh my God. And he hides it too. I didn't even know he had it for the longest time. He was time. in here drunk one night and he's, I said, are you drunk? And he goes, it's daddy and dropped it like it's hot and walked away. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, I'm never talking to you gonna again. He's going to be Chase's new assistant manager too. <laughs> Him and Dean. Well, I mean, uh, it's not officially that's released yet, but I mean, that's what's going to happen. fucking hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you, so you like working out with Dean. Uh, that's a good program. What don't you like? Because um, he likes negative feedback more than anything. I know he's going to listen to this episode. He I, wanted to be here, but. There are, I think the biggest thing is I have gym anxiety, right? Like I automatically feel like people stare at me when I walk into the gym and that is because they do because I'm heavily tattooed and I'm always wearing shorts and a sports bra. So I'm already getting looks and I'm I'm not going to sit here and, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm not fucking ugly. You know, like I, I have a pretty face even when I don't have makeup on. So yeah. I, I get approached. That's Except for right now, but yeah, yeah. in general. You do. I got my ass kicked at work last night. <laughs> Fuck off. And I'm drinking sugar-free coffee, fucking Dean. I tried to offer you alcohol, but no i don't need that in my life i if i if i have to work that night or if i have to work like immediately before i try not to drink a lot or drink at all because it's that was what was killing me before i got sober was i'd get fucked up before i'd go to work fall asleep at a gas pump for two hours and be like i'm just so exhausted i'm working so hard no i mean you counted 17 fucking shots before you went to your shift like what what's wrong with you that's funny so uh but the gym anxiety for sure like i think that's the biggest thing he wants me to do all of these work workouts without him there that I like deadlifts that is something that is terrifying to me like I yeah, you guys are supposed to start that next week right yeah so like I've been doing like RDLs with dumbbells because like I know how to do that but there's just like certain exercises where I just don't feel comfortable unless I have somebody there or like back squats like we talked about my accident I have screws in my spine yeah and I am terrified of the time that I fail and I drop in it it's embarrassing you know and yeah. he works with me to like fuck it they don't who cares what they see or if you fail or what happens right, like right. you're pushing yourself to failure because you want to be stronger it is all about you it's not about who's watching you around you yeah and that is the biggest thing that i love about dean but also he just pushes me to do shit that's fucking terrifying and as confident as i probably sound or i look or people think i am i'm a fucking scaredy cat like before we got on this i was like i'm gonna poop my pants yeah. during this what conversation. Do you think so far well i don't feel like i've been publicly humiliated so yeah <laughs> i was definitely worried For the listeners uh when i first uh, asked I'm going to be part of that. To be fair, you said, Emma Swalla, I'm tired of your shit. Everyone had cute little fucking things. And Emma's was, I'm tired of your shit. That is terrifying. I'm tired of your shit, bro. (laughs) Terrified. But you thought it was me about you. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's your anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's that we are tired of everybody else's shit. Oh. And this is where we become. Yeah. Uh, this is tired of everyone's shit, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's crazy, too. There's definitely been times where I just, I I don't know. I, I feel like I've used to project all of my life story. Like, I'd meet somebody and I'd want to tell them every single inch of me because I wanted to be an open book. So, I never wanted anything to be a surprise. And I've learned that that is not necessary anymore that I don't have to worry about other people's opinions. And that's right. a big thing that Dean incorporates into my fitness plan is fuck everyone's thoughts. Fuck what everyone's looking right, at. Like right, fuck what right, people think. Right. So what if you have bad form and you look like you're doing something wrong? If somebody comes up and they critique you, they're trying to help you. And if they are looking at you, fuck them. Like who cares? And, and, and if they're looking at you, ask them what they're looking at. Exactly. You like, know, Dean said the same thing. He sent me a message last night. I don't know if he sent my sent it to you too, but it was a snap. And he said, um, you know, when you walk in the gym and you finally get that, I, everyone's looking at you. Look, oh yeah. Look, I got that look, snap. Dean, you're, Six fucking seven. Bro, your arms are the pounds. size of my fucking head, dude. Right. He's built like a brick shit house and he looks fucking great. Yeah, he's doing so well, and like I, compared to where he was three years ago, agreed. five years ago. Agreed. And I said, dude, ask him what they're looking at. Like, don't overthink that, right? Like, mm-hmm. we want to know, like, what's your fucking problem with me? Mm-hmm. Tell me. That's all I want. And that's where you stand as well. He's, it's, it, it is crazy, man. I won't lie. And it's, I feel like the gym has became such a positive influence for me before. Like I, I never thought I was going to fall in love with this as much as I have. And good, it's, good. it's crazy. I love it. Like it, the boost of serotonin. I, I never, when I first started working out, I was working out with, um, one of my friends, I can say her name cause she won't give a fuck. Haley. She really pushed me super, oh, yeah. super hard. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is the on again and off again friendship. Yes. Yeah. 12 years. And so she pushed me really, really hard. She dated the somebody. One that hates that my was, guts. <laughs> It's okay. She hates my guts every other six months. So I, join the roster. So, 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 like, okay, fine. But I just want to know why she hates my guts. You know what I mean? Like, Haley, just come to me and tell me why you blocked me. And you she's know. a puss. She gets scared. And I'll, I'll call her out. I don't care what she has to say about this. She is a pussy and she gets scared. Like when she, cause she's a, very bold individual yeah, and she she'll is. she'll put herself out there oh. and then when it backlashes she's like oh gotta run away like yeah, but hold I didn't, your ground yeah, yeah you didn't do anything yeah. you just merely existed in her in her presence <laughs> and she was like nope not for me story of my life <laughs> and that is with so many people too i won't lie like she, she the last guy she was talking to she was like nah i'm i'm good i'm out and i was like you just block him on everything you're flying across state lines you go see this man and you're like nah i'm good i'm out i'm outie <laughs> she said see you later bitch <laughs> she should literally this is never gonna work black <laughs> i god damn i give her so much credit for being able to do that i can't do that i cannot i will try to make everything oh i will extend everything i'm the queen work. of ghosting and cutting off i love it i i appreciate you so it's, much but it's so hard in this town because i'll like i'll ghost you and then i'm in hazard county like chilling and somebody's like hey emma and i'm like oh you were probably fuck. one of the few people that i haven't really ghosted but like i just don't and I, I, once we got into our little bickerman or whatever you're uh, like i'm tired of your shit and i was like i don't know what i'm doing wrong and you're like you know what you fucking did wrong and i'm like okay yep. but don't be mad at me you know? <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> and then you're like let's see on the podcast i was like oh fuck my life <laughs> you're like are you gonna roast me no, that's like, literally my first and i was I said, like yes, he's gonna call me yes, out absolutely absolutely you haven't really roasted me you just made me talk about my whole life story which is fine i have no i'm an open book you yeah. know i love it and there's a lot of dumb shit i've done in my fucking days but i own it that's something yeah. that i think accountability is a big deal like I, I when I go to family Christmases, I have to know that most likely all my family has seen my balloon not on the internet. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. and uh. and like my my social media isn't the most. Um, I think that's a big thing too for my job is my social media presents my personal life, not 
that I run a business, right? Like I got all these followers on social media. I have yep. over, yep. I had 70,000 yep. followers on TikToks and, and I have 20,000 followers on Facebook and I ship post a bunch of dumb shit that doesn't necessarily mirror my life, but that's just, it keeps my, my followers happy, right. you right. know? And then people are like, you run a business. Yeah, I, I fucking do. I, I fucking do. Yeah, I, I do. That's mouth. yeah, crazy how I do run a business, but I also talk about how I'll make a grown man cry for fun. You know, yeah, like yeah. it. It is yeah. what it is. But it's. I was I was very terrified to get on this podcast. I was scared I was going to get roasted. Which I I mean, you can still roast me. I'm I'm here for it. So um, here is my stance i guess on friendships i am a firm believer in uh, four quarters are better than 100 better than 100 pennies so i'd rather have four good ass people oh, rather yeah. than 100 acquaintances right because i depend on those people for the good times and bad times okay? codependency right but um dean was kind of a, a diamond in the rough i didn't realize my friendship with him was going to be the way it was until we went through some shit together and i realized if i'm honest with him he's honest with me and we and, and, and we reciprocate that and he understands his value in my relationship in our relationship um with you you will say stuff like um, I fucking hate this or I don't want this or like this is what I really need and I'm like dude I'm down for you like I am your homie like I I, get I got you. your back I got you and then you ghost me for six weeks um, you're like like I, I, you know I'm depressed too and so you'll go like oh my life blah 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 I'm like yep I feel you dude I feel you totally and you're like we should go get mimosas and I'm like absolutely right just you fucking let me know when you're not busy because I know what's gonna happen I'm gonna ghost you you're gonna ghost me and because I've just given you um, what you needed to move on from that conversation. I have a problem with that. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm a, I'm a runner. I've, I've run away from my problems and I also get so consumed by my life where it's like, I bring on all of these things and then all of a sudden I blink and I'm like, fuck, what the yeah. fuck did I even get myself right. into? Same. Like it happens with like with work and with friends and stuff. Like I'll, I'll bring all these people in and I'm such a codependent person too. And it, it is a toxic trait. I'm very independent, but I'm also very codependent. So I make mm -hmm. all of these, like, I feel like I have a new best friend every other week and I'm so close with them and right. like, I love them so much. And then they ghost me or I ghost them because it's just, right. they were never even a fucking friend. They were just somebody I got hammered with in a bar. Yeah. And so, and I know if it's happening to me, it's happening to other people. And if you talk to people who really know you, we will all say the same thing. You are a shining fucking star. You are the woman. Once you realize you are the woman. Game over. It's game over for everybody else. But I don't realize that. You need to get out of your fucking head. I know. I live there. And when you say, Justin, you're one of my friends and I love you and I can appreciate you and you're, you know, this and this and this and this. Let's go do mimosas. And then I see that on social media. The next night you're getting fucking hammered with seven fucking people that talk shit about me. Talk shit about you. Yeah, I know. Dude, that fucking hurts. I it hurts me too, but I don't even like, I don't realize it until after the fact when I'm like, I reach out again and I'm like, I fucked up. And because I want to choke you. I know. In a non-sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, uh, and you're one of the, and I'll tell, uh, you know, I'm talking to a girl, whatever I'll tell her, like, this is one, Emma is one girl that I can be a, friends with and it not have to be sexual. Yeah. No, there's no, it's because you we're are like the, the same. few the, you know, the, the right. one and I, the only I'll tell them all the time I'm like the only reason why I sleep with Emma is because she'd be like yeah let's just do what it's all about and that would be it yeah like it wouldn't be that. see and but I we think, laughed about that too because we said we if we had sex we would fucking kill each other 
Oh yeah. We're too toxic. Yeah, yeah. we would. Yeah. It's yeah. you're not wrong. We and recognize I, that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we choose so not to Emma's light boyfriend, that fire. Don't worry. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> he's not trying to, I promise. Neither is Dean. <laughs> I slept in his bed once <laughs> and it was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. It was literally nothing. Yeah, it was, yeah, he made sure I don't even know where your address you live, but you're hammered and passed out. So I'm putting you in my he's bed. He's such a good guy though. To such do something a like that. good yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get hammered. And fuck up so bad where I call him like, come cuddle with me, Dean. I I still can't remember. I just, I woke up. Oh my God, this is so funny too. I stole one of his t-shirts when I woke up because I was like in a clubbing outfit, whatever. And he's, I, my friend, the on and off friend is trying to pick me up. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like searching for his mail. Like, what is your address? He tells me where and she can't, she pulled on the wrong side of the complex. <laughs> Oh, it was Haley too, it wasn't was it? Haley. Yeah. And he said all I did was look out my window, and there's Emma with holding her clothes in her hand in my oversized sweatshirt and her butt cheek because the wind <laughs> blew it up running up the street at like 11 a.m. on a Friday morning, <laughs> just damn near butt naked because my I'm like yeah. Marilyn Monroe yeah. it up yeah. the street. Yeah. He's like, I felt so bad, but I also laughed my ass off. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what makes you you is these great fucking stories. And I just don't um, care, you know. Well, and you're you're, you're real. You're honest. Oh, yeah. Transparent. You're very transparent when you want to be, um, which is fine. I mean, we all have our uh, fuck-ups and everything, but I think you do really well. And I think that in a year, two years, three years, whatever this timeline is for you, you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, oh, yeah. My longest uh, – my one of my favorite quotes is, women fuck who they want, men fuck who they can. You know, we've heard that. But I also say, um, uh, men marry who they want women marry who they can. I think you'll be one of the few that will actually marry who you want. Oh yeah. I, I like, like I said, I'm, I'm very picky. We all know, like I jump from relationship to relationship. It's one of my toxic traits. And this one right now, like I've, I actually, for the first time can see a future with this human being. Like I, like if I imagined a wedding day, there's never been anyone I've been with where I'm like, I can imagine a wedding day. Like I've always, my yeah. brain set is even though I'm such a certified lover girl and I want to be loved so bad, I've always had the mindset that I'm going to be the rich bitch in a penthouse with two for big real. dogs. For real. Like that, I'm, that's yeah. going to be me. I don't need a man. And like for the first time I'm in a relationship where like I don't need him, but it's a great benefit to have him in my life. So what's a value? What's, what's the value of a man to you? Um, for a really long time, I guess I really just looked at them for sex. Like it was, it was a pleasure thing for me, but now it's, it's like a team effort, you know, like when I'm having a really rough day, like my fucking dog has a UTI. This bitch pissed on my bed. I have a great day. And okay. When I tell you this bitch pisses, pisses bigger than me. She pissed on my bed and I'm. And don't you have like 30 cats? I have five. Okay. okay. Same thing. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Crazy cat lady. And I'm fostering three. I don't actually have five cats. I'm not that fucking psychotic. I'm just watching my friend's three cats on top of my two. So my dog pees on my bed. Right. And I'm, I'm fucking sobbing. Like I just had a really tough day yesterday and I, I allow myself to get really into my feelings. We all know this. And so like, I'll get really emotional. I, I cry my shit out and I handle my shit. I go to work and I do, I don't, I take my feelings and I leave them at the door and I handle my shit when I need to handle at work. And I'm like crying on FaceTime. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, I've, I just got a new mattress. Now she pissed on it. How do you even fucking clean a mattress? Like, I don't even, I like, I, I was napping and I smelled like urine. How much is your cleaning bill each month? Like, Bruh. Because <laughs> I just saw when you spent $200 on like something for your cat's fuck or something. Or no, my dog ate couch. a whole entire thing of protein powder and slobbed all over it and turned it into paste on my couch. So I had to buy a green machine and fucking clean that shit. And so I'm like. you like that, the green machine? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love okay. it. It's I, great. I was looking Sponsor at, us. Yeah, I, uh, I was just looking at new because my. I have a rug doctor's um, and uh, I can never run a rug doctor. One of my That's sons, funny. not going to speak of his name, but Chase uh, fucked it up. 
And so, uh, so I have two rug doctors that are just fucking destroyed. So I was like looking at the new ones. The green machine's pretty good. Yeah, the green machine's great. Don't get me wrong. It really cleaned my couch really well. And um, I could okay. never run a rug doctor. I stole one from Walmart, run uh, one, and never returned it in Arizona. Rough uh, time to be alive. <laughs> and I'm blacklisted from rug doctor now. <laughs> my ID rug will not give me a rug doctor. Show you where she's at. Yeah, like listen, it's in a dumpster somewhere, but. Um, I'm like bawling right I'm on the phone and I'm I'm freaking out and he's like listen babe like we're gonna figure it out and I was like I, I just don't know what to do he's like when I get home from work like when I get off the road like we'll flip the mattress pad around if we if we have to buy a new one we will he's like we'll we'll figure it out like it's it's not a big deal I was like it's on your side of the bed I don't know what to do he's like it's not a big deal it's just a mattress just remember like you can replace a mattress. Right. Like your your dog is sick. Like right. we will get her to the vet. I'll take her because right. you work seven days this week. I'll take her. I'll make sure she's good. Like right. Right. I'll take care of that and I'll figure out the bed situation yeah. and you can yeah. continue your life. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like crying even more now because I've I've never had a man in my life that is taken on my struggles as my own like he's like i don't have to do this it's not my job to do this i'm doing this because i want to because it's you and like i want to help you and yeah. that is like same with the vehicle situation i i'm letting Haley borrow my car my dad's gonna murder me when he listens to this i'm letting Haley borrow my well, car right now it's i mean you're four weeks out from Aaron, yeah so, so i might have the call back who knows <laughs> but Haley's car gets towed right and so she needs a vehicle i let her borrow mine and i get in a car accident i hit the owners of chop house i don't know if i ever told you that mm-hmm. god bless they were so sweet too i get out and they're like you're emma swallow i was like and i just hit your truck (laughs) they're super sweet whatever so my my car has been in the shop shout out to mirror image (laughs) your reputation precedes you (laughs) they're screaming at the top of their lungs like you just rolled through the stop sign and hit me i get out they stop yelling look at me and go are you a (laughs) swallow yes and i just hit your vehicle and i fucked it up and so my my car's been in the shop right and he's he goes on the road and i'm like i'm not gonna have a vehicle like i can't take this one away from Haley. i don't know what to do and he's like just drive my truck like what what kind of fucking nice individual like and it's a nice fucking truck pussy too. must be that fucking good listen listen i i, I might have ruined a few lives but like like i used to be so pro ho like i just didn't give I a hope fuck. your dad doesn't hate me after all this too by he's the gonna way. hate me so don't worry oh, we'll have like a oh, week break but yeah. Like, I used to be so pro-ho. Like, I just didn't give a fuck. Like, if you yeah. were in a fucking marriage, yeah. like, I didn't care. It was easier yeah. to fuck a married man because I didn't have to worry about him trying to be in love with me. And now, like, I'm I'm so happy with, like, I, w- I want to build a relationship. I, that sounds so fucked up. <laughs> Don't hate me, guys. But, like, I'm honest. At least I'm honest about it. I... I want to build a relationship where I can then build a family and then I can build a, like a lifestyle and like have a wedding and have all of these things. And right. I've never, ever wanted that before. I've always just been that penthouse. Fuck who I want to fuck and do whatever the fuck I want. And like now yeah. I finally, and Cause who, that lifestyle sounds appealing it, it, to somebody like us. It's fucking great. Like this, this believe man, it or not, a hoe likes to be loved too. This man just tries. And I think it, you're right. Like I always went after all these fuck boys and maybe I was just picking the wrong ones, but this man has sat kitty corner for the past year waiting he hasn't had a a girlfriend for six years since high school take note that's what i'm saying and when he told me when he was like i want to date you he was like will you be my girlfriend he's like i haven't had a girlfriend in six years and i want you to know like i was waiting for the right one and like that's you and for me like my past and my lifestyle and everything i'm like how the fuck could i be the one that you're waiting for like jokes on you like we're skeptical I'm, we're waiting for them to walk out the door. We're waiting for them, I'm, you know. I'm preparing. Yeah. And he, all he does we is retrain my brain. We almost sabotage it, too. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've tried to push him away. And he's like, Emma, I'm, like, he's like, stop saying I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to help you retrain your brain to realize that, like, you, the only reason I'm treating you like this is because you deserve it. Not right. because I'm I'm trying to get get one up on you or I'm trying to make you fall in love so I can leave. Like, you deserve to be treated like a human being with common decency and respect and love. Exactly. And exactly. that's what I'm going to give you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, <sighs> 
the, you know everything I've done. And he's like, I don't care. Right, and that, that just past. boggles yeah. my mind that I could have found somebody that like cares so much. And he like he was on the road and he called me yesterday and he was he was having a tough time. He's like, this is the first time I've ever been on the road and I genuinely have somebody at home to care about and they're having a rough time and I just feel helpless. And I'm like, this is like I'm like tearing up at work. I'm like, oh my god, he really likes me. Like, no way. Like, yeah, he fucking really likes me. He wants to be with me. He's dating yeah. me for a reason. Yeah. It's crazy to find somebody that actually gives a fuck. And everyone's in my face, like, it'll last a month, it'll last two months, because everyone knows me. And like I actually Correct. truly feel like this one's gonna last a really long and time. I hope it does. I really fucking I really do. do. Too. But and after have... he listens to this podcast, it might not but... <laughs> he might say, Hey, I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm um, out. Uh and I mean, maybe by the time this airs, <laughs> I could do a little recap. So, uh, on this is where Emma's at now. Uh, do you? So you, you, the value men brings to you is that companionship. What, what value are you giving back? What's your value what to you, a man? Like, what do you think I, I bring to the table for them? Mm-hmm. Um, listen. As shitty as I am, like relationship Emma and single Emma are two different people, and mm-hmm. I am a certified lover girl. Like yeah, I, yeah. like I'll, I'll make you home cooked meals, and I'll tuck uh-huh. you in at night, and yeah. like I'll make sure that you're taken care of. I'll take you out to dinner. Like we have a, a strict he pays, I tip because I'm, I'm in the service industry, so I'm, right, I'm gonna always right. over tip the fuck out of Which everyone. Is dope as fuck. To Love do that. that. Like anywhere we go, you're getting a twenty dollar tip, and that's yeah. just because, yeah. like I. I live off tips and I know that people also live off yep. tips and yep. he, he doesn't question that. Like he, he's great with his money. Like he's really good at saving. Like he's looking at buying a house and moving here. So like he, he travels for work. Right. And so they have a home here that they like station them all in and they get, they essentially just like live there for free because he, his home is in Fort Madison. Okay. Right? Okay. But he's like looking at buying a home and he just like this fucking man is so mature for his age he's like a 30 year old in this in this young kid Good. body and it's Good. he's great but i feel like the only value i just i i i truly know how it feels to feel used so like i i go out of my way to make sure that he feels loved and that he feels like he's taken care of and that his feelings are heard and that he's validated and all of those things and i just that's that's my value like i'm i'm here to benefit you i'm yeah. like as a bonus like i don't want to change your life i don't want to control your life i don't want to tell you what you can and can't do if i want to go out to a bar and you want to come with me awesome if you don't awesome if you want to go to a bar without me fine like when i was in vegas he he would facetime me and like just be like okay miss you i hope you have a good time and then be like okay bye so your value is um trust and freedom yeah like he He's the first guy that's just automatically trusted me. And I haven't given him any reason to not trust me. And like, I don't think I, I truly don't think I ever will. Like the transparency I can have with him is, is crazy. Like it's crazy. Even if you fuck up and you're honest. Yeah. Like, know. like if I'm in a, we're in a, like a, a public place. And I'm like, I've slept with like seven people inside this bar. He's like, cool. Do you think that's really necessary to say? I mean, sometimes when they walk up and they're like, Hey, and he's like, who's that? And I'm like, I don't even know why he walked up and said, Hey, <laughs> I ruined his life fucking seven months ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still pissed that uh, he wants to know why I have a block on everything. Yeah, he's yeah. he's trying to figure out. He's trying to get, figure out what you are like. The, right. The first guy that I've ever been Facebook official with, like that I. You guys are Facebook official. Oh yeah. I didn't even see that. That's shit. crazy, right? Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. I, it's I, crazy. I unfollowed you, so. Oh I mean, fuck! So, fuck you! You're still my friend, but you don't see my shit posts. <laughs> no, I just. Do you know how many people have done that? Like the last a couple guys I talked to a, a while ago, he texted me the other day and he goes, "I just want you to know I unfollowed you on Facebook." Okay, I could give a fuck less yeah, whether know, you I, like I, my I, shit or not. I didn't unfollow you. I was just finish it. Yeah, I'm I sure just, you did. It's okay though. I'll show you. I, I haven't. I just didn't see it for a long time 
because I, I don't I don't like your stuff enough for the algorithm oh, yeah. to recognize. I, which is crazy because I be shit posting like every five <clears throat> minutes. Yeah, the dumb yeah. shit. I used to like it all the time, and then when I stopped liking your shit, it stopped popping up because I was intentionally like, ah, oh, I want to like, like it. I'm sticking I, it to her. I'm really mad at her. <laughs> I'm not liking this. I'm post. not gonna like that meme. <laughs> Show <laughs> me less of this. <laughs> I'm gonna save it and share it on Snapchat. <laughs> And not fucking tag her. Fuck that. I know. You tagged me in that post last night about us doing this. And so many people were like, you're going on a podcast. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fuck my life up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. I, just disclaimer. I promise I'm I'm a good person, guys. And if my bosses listen to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, that's what I love about you. You are, you, you unapologetic are unapologetic. Me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's kind of the basis of this all. I feel like that's the type of person I am and the type of person that um, I've wanted to be is unapologetically me. And I'm going to be real with you. And it's taken a long time to learn that. Um, and I love people in my life that are like that. Transparency is key, man. Like you don't have to be overly transparent. Like how I said, I feel like I always used to overshare and like try to tell everyone my whole life story. And it really scared a lot of people away. You don't always have to be like that, but be yourself. Cause like, anytime relationships or friendships when you spontaneously hop into a relationship and then three months later they figure out like you are not the person that they thought you were because mm-hmm. you you morph yourself to mirror what this person is so that they like you right and then when you've you've gotten them to like you you really show your true self like i'm always my true fucking self i'm yeah. never not going to be my true self yep. and yep. that that's something like whether you you take it with a grain of salt or you yep. you can't handle it that's fine but i will never be mad at somebody for removing themselves from my life because they can't handle me because i'm right. a fucking handful <laughs> yes you are i'm like a five handfuls yeah. you gotta get those little finger hands to hold mm-hmm. all of me man like i'm i'm a fucking i was a mess and i'm i'm doing a lot better but you have transformed so much in five years it's crazy yeah like so where's emma where's emma gonna be at in another five years i hope i have my own bar yeah i hope yeah. i just imagine no. If I have my own bar, <laughs> there's a glory hole. I'm getting. <laughs> uh, seriously, that's what I'm gonna put in mind. I'm gonna make a swingers bar. So once this uh, this happens here, and then uh, probably a few more years, and then Ooh. I'm gonna do a swingers bar or like swinger Sundays here or something. Oh God. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean that's so spicy. Well, honestly, like look at it. Like sw- like swingers are older couples. Oh yeah. Right. Super chill. Trust me, I've been approached by a million. Right. They're fucking cool as fuck. They tip well. Um, oh, yeah, and they're, they're great. Yeah, they're they're, they're and they're no not drama. grimy too. Yeah. Like there's no drama. They're like we yeah. all know. I met a couple two nights ago at the bar, and she was like, the one girl was married, and she's like, this is my girlfriend, and that's one of her boyfriends, Ooh, and she has like introduce four me. I want them on the podcast. I have no idea who the fuck they okay. even are. Okay. I didn't even catch their names. Yeah. They told me their whole life story, and like the the boyfriend was like an activity director for a college, and it was like it was crazy as fuck. Like to see them interact in the wild like it was like i'm watching nat geographic i'm like what is going on animal planet like what's happening and it's it's cool it's a different thing because like you have like the shitty young ones like in their 20s that are just fucking people behind their boyfriend's backs and then you have like the people that are so transparent and they're so comfortable in their marriage where they're like i'm gonna fuck somebody else and they're like go ahead yep Yep. It's wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's different. Yeah. 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 I'm a, and again, kind I'm a sex and positive respectful. And, and like I can be in a relationship where it's Bro-ho. completely fucking monogamous or it could be ethically, um, uh, non-monogamous. So you want to typically, you know what I mean? Like there's always yeah. that conversation and those basis and everyone's chill with it. Everyone's cool with it. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, I mean, last night I got asked how, 
how close my relationship is. And it is very close. Like I'm, I'm very okay with just being with him and only him. And he's okay with just being with me and only me. But like, it's, it's crazy how many people like you, a lot of people are secretive about it too. Like you have no idea that they are open, open. Yeah. And like, I've been approached and <laughs> propositioned many times. And I'm sure, especially in this industry. Oh lot, yeah. Right? They're like trying to go home with us. I'm like, Hmm. Can I, you just pay your tab? Seven Is there any way? Yeah. Like yeah. if you would have caught me in 2020, yeah. it would have been game over. Right. Right. So in five years, you want to own your own bar? Um, I want to own my own bar. And honestly, like I, I expect to have kids in five years. Okay. If I stay in the relationship. What's kind I'm of in the now. dream um, kid ratio? I want, I want two boys and a girl. I want to have a boy, a girl and a boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to name the daughter Remington. As stupid oh as my that God. Sounds. No, you're Remy. Dad, your fucking dad would love that. I know. So cute. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what I'd want the boys to be, but yeah. the dot, I like, I just, I want to have a mini and I think like, I want a built in best friend and I feel like I'm extremely codependent with all these females in my life because I just want to have a best friend yeah. and I just can't imagine what having a daughter would be like. I know she's going to be a fucking hellion cause she's going to be mine right? and she's going to ruin fucking people. But mm-hmm. like, also I just, I just love that. Like I see you and your children and I'm like, I'm so jealous of your built in besties. Like, well, they're my children first and then, Oh um, yeah. You know, now Chase is uh, 22 an adult. and an yeah. adult I can have, oh, I talked about my relationships, t- sex life. Like, um, you know, of course most of it he doesn't want to hear, but like, I, it's kind of like your relationship it. with your dad, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Like my dad fucking, he's, a character man like when it comes to my life he's like stop I, stop fucking my friends because i'm tired of hearing <laughs> at it, about it and i'm like i'm sorry like stop being friends with 25 year olds i don't know what to tell you that's and, true dad. yeah true. like why you're mad that i'm fucking all the people in the bike group why'd you bring me into a bike group at the beginning <laughs> like you did this you bring it's somebody in the bar and say don't sleep with him what am i gonna do sleep, sleep with, with him, him. Yeah. like what do you mean yeah. yeah i'm just trying to earn your approval dad <laughs> yeah like what do you mean you want them at family dinner do you not i'm kidding but, <laughs> but no you're not no no i i am now that i'm yeah. halfway in yeah, a relationship yeah, and yeah. I can't wait for him to meet my father because I feel like they're going to get along really, really, really well. Good. My Good. mom is out of the picture though. Good. So, uh, she can stub her toe every day. <laughs> I could give a fuck less. Um, we we're staying away from that conversation for right now, obviously, because <laughs> that would be an emotional one. So, um, what's some advice I think that you kind of live by to see that your life is a little bit better. I think it's just like being unapologetically me. Like I know that I fucked up. I know that sometimes I go off my medicine to like, I'm, I'm bipolar and sometimes I just don't take my medicine cause I want to feel something and that's fucked up and you should never do that. Like I'm not condoning that by any means, but I am, but that's human. It is. And I, own everything that I do. Yes. Sometimes I, I run away from it a little bit or I like hide from it or I go somebody, right. but right. My accountability is key. Like I know when I'm fucking up. I'm so self-aware that I know when I'm doing something wrong. Do I stop it? And not necessarily, but like I know when I'm fucking up. I know yeah. when I'm I'm attempting to ruin my fucking life. I know when I'm acting fucking stupid. I know yeah. when I'm yeah. manically spending. Like yeah. when I went on three months of spending better and I spent twenty thousand dollars. Like literally spent twenty thousand dollars. My right. bank account went from having a savings to one day my card got declined and I was like, what the fuck? And I looked at it and was like, holy shit, dude, what? I mean, but to have a $20,000 savings is fucking good. For at 23. Yeah. 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 I, I take a lot of pride and I, I did for that, that 10 months that I didn't drink. I, I really bettered my life. Yeah. I lived with a psychopath. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
we've all lived with psychopaths. A whole lot of anger and such a little body. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Which also I think that helped push me to stay better. Like really, at the beginning of getting my shit together was like when you do start to get your shit together, this is like my biggest advice. You will realize how many toxic people are around you and all that is going to do is push you to be better because you don't want to be like them. Do you, so having people like that has been a blessing in disguise for you. Yes. It was painful. I think at it, the is, beginning. it is about recognizing, um, what, what those, those traits are that you don't want in yourself or is it traits that you don't want in a friend? Um, yeah, I guess it would be both. Like it, it truly makes you like realize how, I guess I don't even know how to word it. Like who you don't want to be and who you don't want to be around. Like, right. I, like I didn't, I don't want to be like that, but I also like, I've, I've realized I don't, I shouldn't surround myself with people like that. And I, I used to have a million, I had a hundred pennies, you know, and now I have four quarters and I know that those four quarters will stand behind me at any time. They're not talking shit about me. They respect me. They, they love me. We're best friends, you know, and there is a certain level of codependency. And sometimes when I get too codependent, I ghost because like, I know that I'm, I need to be able to handle things on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's a big struggle for me is I can't sit alone in a, a, a room by myself. I can now, thoughts. but I couldn't, right. I couldn't six right. months ago. Right now I can. Well, and it's still a long, uh, it's still going to be a long process. So, do you think that you have grown enough to be independently happy or do you, where do yes. you, or do you think your growth still has like a ton of work? Like where do you find yourself in the growth process? I think, well, first off, there's always room for growth. Like I can always better myself. There's mm -hmm. not ever going to be a day where I wake up and I'm like, I can't better myself today. Right. I know that I will always, I'll be able to grow, but also I, I think I could be independently happy but I don't want to be, you know, right, right. like I'm, I'm glad I'm in the relationship that I'm in now because I, I, I am independent. He lets me do whatever the fuck I want and he doesn't care what I do. And he trusts me to do the right thing. Yeah. But also like I have somebody to go home to at the end of the night, you know, and that's right. really nice, but it's kind of the best of both worlds. It is the best of both worlds. And it's because I'm with somebody that trusts me enough to just not give a fuck. Yeah. Like he cares, but he doesn't, you know? Yeah. Like yep. he, he respects me and who I am as a person and he knew who I was before he got into it and he's not going to expect me to change to morph to what he needs because I'm already what he needs. Right. But at the end of the day, like if our relationship ended, I, I know that I would still be happy independently. Right. I wouldn't, I, I've, I've refrained from reaching, like reaching because most yeah. of the time I'm in a relationship for a month and I'm like... <laughs> onto the next this one right. like I, ju I just you're I, not looking for the next no you're kind of looking for the next day i'm looking for like the next step in our relationship not the next step with another person i'm like what is the next thing we're gonna do like mm -hmm. how are we gonna grow where are mm -hmm. we gonna go where are we gonna visit like right. who are we gonna see yeah he took me to a casino and i was up six hundred dollars i lost all of it and then lost the two hundred dollars i put in and I was like crying and he proceeded to give me a hundred dollars cause he didn't want, he wanted me to keep gambling with them and he felt bad, which I lost too. God bless him and his <laughs> poor guy. But like he, he was like, he just do your own fucking thing. He's like, go over there. You don't have to sit by me the whole entire time. You don't have to be with me. Like I was, I was getting really intense and I was like, I'm going to fucking win my money back. And I was like, I'm walking to the other side of the blackjack table. I don't want to be near you. I need to be alone. And he was like, I don't care. Like you do, run around the whole casino by yourself with your you. tits out. And I yeah. can give a fuck less. Like I know That's you're, nice. I know you're sleeping next to me at the end of the night. Right. So it doesn't matter what you do because I That's know you're going to be with me. up feeling, isn't it? 
it's crazy the life that you know we've lived and we're expecting that person to walk out at any time at any and, time right and we're looking for that next um the, the the next bombshell to drop or the next fight or the next uh, and there's accusation never a fight. there's yeah. never a fight yeah and he's then, like i'm not gonna be we're not gonna argue we're not i'm not gonna be mad at you for this he's like you. how does it feel to tell someone your feelings and for them not to automatically respond by gaslighting you manipulating you it's uh, fucking crazy <laughs> yeah like it's yeah. it's wild because yeah. like i or shutting used, down on you like. exactly like ghosting me like he makes me feel validated like there's yeah. if i'm if i'm Whether having right or wrong like when my dad got into the icu i was having a panic attack and mm-hmm. he called me and he just the only thing i didn't even tell him i needed to hear this he called me and was like everything's gonna be okay yeah like it might not be okay right now and it might not be okay in a month it might not be okay in a year yeah but whatever happens yeah. whether he makes it he doesn't make it whatever it yeah. is like yeah. you have me and everything's gonna be okay and like that was an epiphany. I've never been in a relationship where somebody's like, you got this. They're always like, you're overreacting. <laughs> I'm like, my dad's nice to you. I'm not fucking overreacting. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we got yeah. this. Like, it's a team effort. I've never been in a relationship that's a team. And it's like, I wanted to go into this podcast talking about like how I jump from men to men and I do all this fucking shit because I have done that. But like for the first time in a really long time, I feel feelings that I never thought I was going to be able to feel yeah. again that I didn't think I was, I was able to even have because of my past. I never yeah. thought I was going to be able to reach this kind of relationship because of who I, I was right. in the past. And he's like, I could give a fuck less if you sold pictures of your asshole on the internet. And I hope his mom never listens to this podcast because she would kill me. But it's, it is me and it's, I'm yeah. unapologetically me. Yeah. And yeah, I know yeah. that. And I know that when I walk around Cedar Rapids, half the people have seen me naked and but that doesn't change who I am as a person. Yeah. I'm still a good person. You are. And I'm I'm still unapologetically me and I'm I'm still a kick ass fucking worker and I'm still yeah. a, a great ass friend and, and when I'm not yeah. ghosting you. And <laughs> I'm Well, this might change things. You yeah. Know? Like I'm 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 me and I love me and I think a lot of people I have so many people that reach out to me and they're like how did you get clean how I fell off a fucking cliff don't try that like well, now I, you can just say go listen to bad influence podcast my story's on there motherfucker. yeah yeah like <laughs> Bring they're like how did you get your life together well I yeeted myself off a cliff wouldn't yeah. recommend so don't right. do that right right <laughs> but like also it, it goes deeper than that though yeah it like really does the recognition of like figuring it out like I have a I have a very specific timeline of what I do now like I work my days Thursdays are my designated karaoke days. I love karaoke. Yeah. I have to work this Thursday at work or today, but just close the bar early. I wish I, I, that's another rule that I made it. Trust me. I hate my life on a Monday when there's nobody in there and I've sat in there by myself for an hour and I'm deep cleaning fucking bottles. But also like the business side of me is like the one person that shows up at one thirty-five and the door's locked. They'll never come back and they'll tell all their friends. I told I you never, that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I told you that. It's, yeah. I am against that. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're open until two every night and it fucking sucks and it is it what does. it is. But you're right. That one person and that and one that, person's going to tell 10 people. Exactly. And Good then, luck trying to go there on a Wednesday night because they might be closed. It might be open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want that. Yeah. I never want to do that. And I've I've experienced that too where it's you only have time <laughs> yeah. for enough for one drink and you get to the bar and it's locked and you're like, fuck. Yeah, you're never going back. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe. It just depends. So. Uh, I'm taking a drink of this. I. <laughs> I haven't had anything in my mouth recently. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, My boyfriend's on the road. <laughs> uh, so many things I want to say, but I'm like, not ah, even my own secretions. You're I don't want to piss off your dad. I don't want to piss off. <laughs> your boyfriend uh i don't want to piss off any one of my girlfriends so <laughs> one of the seven <laughs> i'm like no i'm like my you friend smash or pass <laughs> yeah. yeah uh smash <laughs> smash yeah yeah absolutely um so uh, i, I want to leave this with 
letting you know that I fucking love you. I, I do too. I whole like I wholeheartedly love you. I would love to consider you one of my four quarters. You just have tendencies that I'm not. Uh, I don't need in my life right now. Um, and uh, I know it sounds selfish to say, but like it's the truth. It's the truth. And so I don't want you to misinterpret my absence as that I don't love you. Um, I and I love you because of who you are. Just like the reason why your boyfriend loves you. It's because of who you are. And as you grow older, you're going to start seeing more and more of this type of environment, this type of personality being attracted to you because you are becoming more and more real. And don't fucking quit that shit. I think a lot of people forget too, is like I have a lot of friends that most of the people I hang out with are older, right? And I think a lot of people forget that I'm only 23 and I'm a kid because I have all I of these. I always forget how I young have you these are. mature aspects of me, but I always have my childish aspects. Like no matter how mature I actually really am or it seems I am, I still have those I'm only 23, like small little spurts of things that I do. And those are the tendencies that you're talking about, like you don't want in your life. Like, because well, I'm, you're, and I'm talking about like because you see your friends that are the same age range, these girls that are 22, 23, 24, they do these things that are natural at that age um and you see that and you think that that's appropriate behavior which at that age it is and at your age it is but you are not that mindset you are not yeah, that not. soul and so you you attach to that thinking that this is normal behavior i don't need to be blacked out in a bathroom every night like i did that when i was 17 i don't need to do right, it now right you had to grow up a lot faster yeah um, which i take pride in but good. it's good it, it has turned and bite me in the ass because I feel like I didn't go to college. I didn't get senior pictures. I didn't get to do all these things. So right. sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I want to be a 23 year old today and I want to go get black out by 2 p.m. I don't fucking need to do that. Like yeah. it's not necessary. And yeah. it, it in return tarnishes a lot of relationships with my friends that are 30 and 35. Yeah. They're like, what the, what the yeah. fuck are you even doing? I'm going to get your head out of your ass. And then I'm like, do you guys forget I'm 23? Like right. I'm still a kid, but right. I, I carry myself in a different way. So it's like, why am I even doing that? What is the point? There isn't one. It's well, just because I want to be a child. And you are allowed to. I'm 41 and I'm still a child. It's well, certain I'm aspects. probably a child more than you are sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but um, A little sass patch. But my my ass is here for you. Um, Dean's ass is here for you. I know that there are a lot of good people out in this world that are here for you. And don't ever forget that. I think you're an amazing human being. You've come a long fucking way. And I wanted to be very vocal and very public when I said this. That I fucking wholeheartedly love you. And because of what you've gone through, you deserve good ass fucking people in your life good quarters shiny ones nice shiny fucking quarters fresh out the bank um before we leave anything else you want to tell our fans and friends oh god and your parents and, <laughs> and your boyfriend i want to thank my parents for my mom for letting me be such a fuck up i'm kidding <laughs> no i'm not kidding but seriously but, yeah. but like yeah. no like I, I i guess at the end of the day whoever's gonna listen to this whether it's one of the random eight thousand people that follow me on snapchat or the the 30,000 people on my TikTok because my account got shut down and I'm fucking only at 30. So follow me, give me back up. Um, or like all these people on my Facebook, all these random people. Like I, I have all of this love that is thrown to me from these random people that don't even know me. And then I have this great wide line. Like I'm just, I'm so thankful for what I have in my life. Like what I've accomplished. It's crazy how much I've morphed. And it's even crazier because I meet a lot of people that know me now and they're like, I could never even imagine who you were two years ago. The people that are like Haley, yeah, we have a really toxic friendship, 
but like she's seen me from the fucking get. She's right. seen me grow right. and crash. And you guys grow, just need to have a fucking like a, a fight club thing. Like, where oh, you we need just... to have a podcast where we just scream at each other. And I would, would... that would be fun. Yeah. Can would... you imagine if you had us both on here? It's a <laughs> shit show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might have this, to happen. This, this would be, have to be the one at my house where it's uh, uh, darked out shades and, <laughs> and the mushrooms are coming into play. <laughs> and we are fucking doing mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be touching the microphone like, what is happening? This bad sound. It feels so weird. Um, but yeah, I just am thankful for everyone in my life. And I'm thankful for the people that didn't give up. Like the people that, whether you're standing on the sidelines like you, where you love me and you're there for me and that if I ever needed you, I know I could call you, but you have to stand on the sidelines because you have to let me live my life. And the people that are actively there, I'm so thankful for them because I've had so many people walk out of my life because they've given up on me. And it's like, look at me fucking now. Yeah. Like I have a social following. I'm on a fucking podcast. Like I'm, yeah. I'm thriving. I'm running a business. I'm doing things that most 23 year olds could never dream of. And right. I love it. It's great. Um, fucking door every time. Actually, I'm surprised we haven't had, Oh, it's my delivery guy. We got new beer in today. Ooh, yeah, I know. Rainbow. I've been seeing all. Oh, you just tried that, didn't you? Yep, you Rainbow. unseasoned chicken wing. You gotta yeah. pick up the pace, man. That shit's been fire for years. Do you have it there? No, but because we had it. Because they discontinued it. it from every distributor, and I found the new distributor. We came down. So, and then Ace uh, uh, Cider is here too. Ace, see, I used to drink Ace in Arizona all the time. The pear one, it was fire. Yeah, I have I pear and it. pineapple in the truck. Dude, they're fire. Yeah. I'm when you posted that sample, I was like, oh my god, I used to love drinking that shit. Uh-huh. Like I have pictures I of me from 2020 drinking I that. When it's gonna blow up? It will. It's it's not oversaturated like Angry Orchard and Red Apple Alice. Right, I agree. I agree. It's, it's not it's not like gut rot feeling. I mean, it's just people don't they don't know about it, so it's like something new and exciting. It's like all the new things that you bring in here you always have the newest like we upcoming thing we try okay okay so if there's um is there any organizations out there like local organizations or anybody that uh, maybe worked with you or you work with or anything that um that help you through any processes um, to be honest this is my biggest thing is like for support we have two support pages in cedar rapids that we use to promote local businesses and ourselves. And it's the Cedar Rapids local mm-hmm. and um, what's the special. And they have like 30,000 followers. And I post in those every day and I get a lot of hate for it because I work at a bar where we don't have food specials and I can't post a food special. And they're like, post the tall boys that you're selling. You can buy that tall boy at any gas station. Yeah. You want to see who's cracking it for you. Yeah. Those, those platforms. I just want to say like, thank you to them. Thank you. Joe sample is one of the people that runs it. Like, God bless Joe Sample for giving me a platform where I'm able to (laughs) be able to like promote myself and my business and also like just social media in general. And honestly, the biggest thing is my bar, like the owners of my bar. I was there for a year. I left because of a shitty situation. And then I ran another bar and they begged me to come back and not even begged. They were like, we want to give you this opportunity. And they have helped me grow into a person that Uh, I didn't think I could, a manager I never thought I could be. And I know that they're just going to keep helping me grow. And I'm so excited to see where I'm going to be at in five years. They are fucking amazing. All three of them. Like they're amazing. And they'll probably listen to this podcast and be like, we did not pick her to be the manager. (laughs) But like, we didn't have a choice. (laughs) We had no other option. (laughs) She took the cheapest bid. (laughs) Uh, So uh, do you want people to follow you? Did you, uh, where oh, do they go follow you at? Yes. Uh, um, so I have to I have to look at all my stuff. I have so many things. You can add me on Snapchat if you want to watch all of my stupid little stories because I'd be shit posting on there. It's Emma Swalla 08 E M M A S W A L L A 08. 
And then same with my TikTok is Emma Swallows 01. And my Instagram is Emma Swalls. My Facebook's just my name. You can follow me on all platforms of social media and you're going to see all of my dumb shit <laughs> um, and my pretty little face and all of that fun jazz. And hopefully this, I'm excited for this podcast to go up. This episode is going to be, it's going to blow this city up. So <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That really helped me. We're going to break the internet. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Let's Swift concerts. Uh, okay. Well, I do appreciate you, Emma. I really do. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. You. Thank you. Uh, boys and girls, I uh, appreciate you guys and guys listening. Uh, a little bit longer episode today, obviously. But um, go follow Emma. Uh, go see what she's doing. Go, um, go fucking fluff her goat. Like, let her know that she deserves your guys's love and um uh watch her fucking grow you guys it's been quite a journey to see her grow in the last few years and i can't wait to see where else she goes with this um uh thank you so much for listening this is justin signing off for the rest of the day uh no no more recordings today thank god <laughs> i'm gonna go get a fucking drink uh you boys and girls be good out there and remember to like and follow us on all of our social accounts uh, find us on Facebook. Um, uh, I'd like to hear some feedback from you guys and gals. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong, especially the wrong part. I love being told I'm a fuck up. So please tell me what we're doing wrong. Um, haters, uh, I encourage you to reach out to me and uh, um, follow and listen and spread the news that I'm a piece of shit. Uh, but uh, we look forward to hearing more from you guys and gals out there. What a great episode right there with Emma Swalla. Thank you so much for uh, staying tuned in for the entirety of that episode and emma thank you so much for being part of the podcast uh, your first episode and i'm glad we broke your cherry on that one if you did enjoy the show go uh give us a five star right there on spotify and make sure you follow us on our social media account for facebook facebook it is bad influence pod p-o-d-i-a so bad influence excuse me bad influence pod ia that is on facebook follow us there so you can see all the crazy shit we're doing and um we're also looking for a few good experts that's right if you or somebody you know is an expert in any field uh send them our way um right there on our facebook social medias unless you have my personal information uh message us or message me and uh let's get them on I don't want to hear from some good experts here. Next week's episode, I uh, do have my father and my grandfather on the air. So this will be a good one. Uh, the first episode, obviously, we had Chase and Blake, my spawns, my kids, my dependents, however you want to say it. They were there uh, for the very first episode. And now you get to hear from my father, the man who raised me for so many years, and his father, my grandfather. Uh, so pay attention to that. Uh, hopefully it's... Uh, it's tantalizing for you. <laughs> um, with that, we will see you guys again very soon. And uh, we have more new announcements coming as uh, you guys are doing a great job on your end. Sharing the Facebook uh, post and uh, liking us on Spotify and following us on Spotify and giving us those five stars. We are growing. Bad Influence is growing. And so we will be adding some new podcast for you guys and gals. Um, because you guys have been so good to us. We're going to be good to you back, right? With that, I'm signing off for the week, and we will see you again next week with my father and my grandfather. Thanks.